Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home. We talk about kitchens, baths, tile, appliances, everything for your home. You name it and we talk about it. And now on with our show. Well, today is May 26th, and as you know, as I say every week, I catalog this by date. So if you want to refer to a past podcast, just go by the date. Um, We're going to talk today about something that everybody has questions about. Our guest is Jim Funk. She's back with us. She is, as you all know, an interior designer and a lighting designer. And she is going to clear up some questions on fixtures. How big? Where should they be? And all that other stuff that people wonder about when they go into the lighting store. So, Jim, thank you for coming back. Oh, thank you, Nancy. It's always so fun to be here with you. Well, we know that lighting fixtures are important, and size is important when you pick your lighting fixture. So we're going to talk about five tips for picking the right ceiling fixture. And you're going to, you're going to do your thing, Jim, because you're the expert at this, not me. So let's start with, well, first of all, I do want to say that I have gone into rooms where the fixture in the living room, say, is so tiny or oversized. It's not proportionate to the room. So there's got, these people need help. So that's what we're going to talk about. Well, scale. Let's talk about scale. That's the first important thing which is what you're talking about. People so often pick things that are way too small for a room or way too big for a room. And uh, sometimes you're dancing with a fine line of what that is too. Um, But things to think about are your spaces. Do you have a big living room? Do you have a small living room? Is it in the middle? And you want to find a light that's appropriate in scale for your size room, if it's a big room or a small room. You have to think about those things because if your room's big, you need to compensate for that. And by big, we don't just mean width and length, but also height of that room because add some tall ceilings to that. It's a whole other ballgame of what to choose. If you've got a big room but it only has nine-foot ceilings, that's one type of scale light. But if you have a, you know, 18 by 40-foot room and your ceilings are 20 foot there, that's a whole different uh, light fixture that we're talking about for that. Um, Have you been... If you have a big room and you have more than one fixture hanging from the ceiling in a living room? Yes. When you have those huge rooms, like I was just describing, actually, I'm working on a project right now. Uh, The ceilings are in the 20-foot range and the room's probably 40 by 18, kind of what I just described. This particular person's going to go with one ginormous light, one huge one. Uh, we're going about a 72-inch diameter, but it's also the factor of what kind of light, because uh, I know you and I have had these discussions before, but if you're going with uh, something that's see-through-ish, you know, or candelabras, candelabras, uh, that look like candles in case you don't know what a candelabra is out there (laughs) some people do some people don't um they don't take up as much space as say if i'm doing a restaurant and i'm doing a 72 inch drum shade like you have a drum shade over your dining room 
Um, you know, and you'll often see those used in giant hotel settings or restaurants where they have to take up a lot of space because the drum shade's going to be tall and wide. More um, bulky and than a candelabra, right? More bulky than a candelabra. Exactly. And, or, you know, everybody's in, you know, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people like lucite fixtures. Well, that's clear. That's see-through. So that's not going to take up much scale of the room uh, if you're doing something see-through, if you're doing something that's just um, open, open cages, open chandeliers. Um, so you got to think about that. That's not going to fill your space the way like a drum shade would or something with a lot of glass on it. Okay, so they should, well, actually, I, I have to throw this in. If you have a room 20 foot high and 18 by 40, that screams for a professional lighting consultant because I don't think the average person is really um, experienced enough to do the lighting for that size room, right? Very true. You know, that's why I always tell everybody, I know you tell everybody, reach out, talk to an expert. Um, and even you may want to talk to, you know, with how you do kitchen and baths. I, I have a special, I'm an interior designer like you, but I also specialize in lighting. So you, that's where you want to vet your professionals because not everybody's an expert in lighting. That's a designer. Not everybody's an expert in kitchen and bath. That's a designer. And I know people think does all designers know everything, but that's usually not the case uh, most of the time. So find somebody who's a professional that's been there, done that, um, and been in training, been in school for that. But with the light, that's the whole thing, too. You, you got to think about it because when you have those really tall ceilings, it's like a balloon that you're holding in your hand and you accidentally let it go. And as it keeps going higher and higher, it keeps getting smaller and smaller. That's how a light is, too. So the higher your ceilings, the bigger the light you need because it's going to look like a little M&M in the sky. You know what I mean? It's going to be really small. Jim, how far off the, the floor should the bottom of the chandelier be? Well, there's rules of thumb with the ceiling height, but I do the cheat way. <laughs> you know, I don't get all crazy with the mathematics on that. There's a rule of thumb, if you have basic tall ceilings, you have to be at least seven foot off the floor. Now, the higher that room is, I'm, I personally think this is the best way to do this. I know people are going to get mad at me for this that are into the major math, but I like to be there on site with the hanging of that kind of light because every client I've had has personal preference. So there's a, a there's an element to this where personal preference comes into play. But if you have 10 foot ceilings, 11 foot ceilings, 12, you know, 13, 14, that range, you got to just think about safety and height. You don't know many seven foot tall people, you know, unless you're hanging out with a lot of basketball players and there's right. seven feet. So I've dated a few that were almost that before my husband. But, the, you know, you got to think about that. And if you think seven foot off the floor is the minimum and then go from there and then kind of be there that day, eyeball it, see what's happening. Right. Because so look at it while they're hanging it, even if you say, 
Well, I think you have to bring it up another four inches. Yeah. That's yeah. not a rule of thumb. That's aesthetics then. Yes. And you, you were going to want to get a patient electrician that day. <laughs> the same, yeah. You know, that day I asked for the most patient, patient electrician on the job site. But it's worth it because everybody has a different, you know, take on that. And, you know, you know how you love the bling the that's another factor if you're doing an all crystal chandelier like this particular woman i'm working with right now she's going to get an all crystal chandelier and it's lots of crystals you know crystal adds sparkle so sometimes with crystal you can compensate size with that too because uh it's sparkling you know you got some thing movement going on there um it's not a stagnant type of light so sometimes you can go a little smaller scaled if you're doing something crystal because it's adding some extra movement that, you know, the blanks yeah, are the essence. And then you have to get a, a electrician that's going to hold up that chandelier. Well, you know, I was, uh, I did a video actually of somebody hanging a chandelier. Interesting they hang the chandelier without the crystals. I guess that's two reasons. In case they drop it, possibly. Yes. Um, yeah. And also it's lighter to hang, and then they put the crystals on it. Yeah. So and it takes really, hours. <laughs> hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I videoed yeah. that. That was very long. That was my client, actually. Yeah, I know it was your client. Yeah. And it, it turned out beautiful. Um, so let's go on to the dining room. Everybody's always asking me, how high off the dining room table should the chandelier be? What's your rule of thumb? Okay, super simple. Um, if it's nine foot or lower ceilings, oh gosh, sorry, I'm having a, an avalanche. Um, if it's nine foot or lower ceilings, then you want to be five and a half feet off the floor. Which typically would be a, a dining room table is 36 off the floor, so that's three feet. You're saying five and a half, so it would be 30 inches off the tabletop. Yes. Okay. And then um, the and so you could do it either way. You could say 30 inches off the tabletop. Now, you got to, if you have a regular height dining room table, if you have a pub table, and I hope you don't, but if you do, <laughs> then, then you have to raise it a little bit higher. Yeah, you got to move it higher because those tables are higher. But, uh, and you probably shouldn't have a pub table on that low of a ceiling, but that's a whole other subject. Um, the other thing would be 10 foot is the beginning of a tall ceiling. So 10 and up, you're considered a tall ceiling. And there you want to be six foot off the floor which would be 36 inches off mm. the table. So dead space of 36 inches from the tabletop to the bottom of the chandelier. Yeah. Again, talking scale and proportion. Exactly. Do you take the height of the people into consideration? What if the people living there were five foot tall versus I, the basketball players who are seven feet? Actually, I do because... Uh, over the years, mostly I've dealt with people who have tall height, and uh, I don't know why, but, you know, a lot of the men, you know, the husbands, and it really bothers them. You know, especially, I think, uh, and we'll get to that, but the kitchen island height bothers them mostly over the dining table, because um, I think 
some of the guys, they're just in the dining room at holiday season. <laughs> if they have a formal dining room, they're oh. not in the kit. They're in the kitchen more. But um, also factors are the size of your room. So if you have a 10 by 12 room uh, to do easy, easy mathematics to figure out the diameter of the light, you should actually add those together. So you have 22, and that you need a chandelier that's at least 22-inch diameter. Now, over the years, I've always cheated, and I bumped that up a little bit. Sometimes I'll go to a 24, because oh, it's two inches. And it looks a little better, a little bigger. That's just my So you idea. take the length and the width of the room, add, and then add them together, yeah. and turn that feet into inches. So 12 and 10 is 22. You had 22 feet, so call it 22 inches. And you can cheat and go maybe 24, 21, whatever. But don't go too much after and, that. Right. And if your ceiling, you have that beginning of a tall ceiling, 10 foot and up, that's where you want to bump it a little wider. Go mm -hmm. to a 24 instead of a 22 because your ceilings are 10 feet. You can afford to do that. Okay. Well, now I've got to talk about Monogram Appliances. They are one of my sponsors, and they have come out with some really nice collections. They have the um, minimalist collection. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. They have the minimalist <laughs> collection, which is a streamlined, more contemporary look. And then they have the statement collection, which would fit very nicely into a transitional or a traditional kitchen. So they have come out with some really, really nice looks. And by the way, stainless steel is still in. I'm a proponent of stainless steel, even though they do have some other finishes. But to me, stainless steel is going to be in forever. If you want to have more information on the Monogram products, you should visit monogram.com. Okay, Jen. Let's go to fixtures over the island. I do a lot of kitchens with islands. Matter of fact, most of the kitchens I do have islands. And the question always comes up, well, how many fixtures? How much? How big should they be? So go for it, honey. Well, thanks. I'll be glad to answer that. But I did want to make one more point on the dining room, okay. um, which was the tables, table shapes and and sizes. I, I meant to touch on that too really fast because I get that question all the time. If people have a round table and, um, and, or, a, you know, what size should they go with? So you always want to take your table divided in half and that tends to work well. So if you have a 60 inch round table divided in half in inches, 30 inches is how big your light should be for a 60 foot table. Or 60 foot, 60 inch. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're not inviting, uh, you know, B5-fo-fum, uh, <laughs> a giant here. I mean, 60 inch table, divide that in half in inches, 30 inches. That's your. Now, people ask me, Jem, what do I do with the long table? What do I do with the long table? My table's eight feet long. Again, do the same thing, divide it in half, and you should have a light. If you're going a linear-shaped dining room or uh, chandelier, four foot. So in the 40s, you know, do do something in the 40 range. I mean, and honestly, linear lights, you can go a little bigger. And one What if somebody doesn't want a linear light and they have an eight-foot long dining room table 
they want a circular one. Should they go with two? They could, but you don't want to. You don't want to make both of them. You want to. What you want to do is take that table. You want to divide it in half, and you want to treat each half like they're its own table, so you can get the right size. So if we had an eight-foot table, we divide that in half. We have a four-foot table and a four-foot table, so you, your light should be in the 20s. 224s. Yeah. I, and then you got to eyeball it a little bit because... Yeah. But then also you can set them a little closer together. Exactly, because yeah. you don't want this, like, one way... What I do is I divide it in half, and I put one on each center of the center. <laughs> so divide it in half... And I put a electric box on the center of each half. Okay. And then that allows you also to have a... So that gives you two feet from the center to the end of the table, four feet between the J boxes. Right? Yeah. So that should work out? That works out because a lot of people want to put something in the middle of the table. Oh, the big flower arrangement. Yeah. I mean, yeah, depending on the whoever, but especially at holiday time, people want room to put... And then you can see your guests a little more, but then you're spreading light on all the parts of the table. And one more point on that real quickly is the linear. If you're going with a linear light, I always tell everyone this, they're typically skinnier and shorter in height, the actual fixture, fixture I'm talking about. So you actually want to go with those rules of thumb on height off the table. You actually want to go a smidge lower. So if you have a 10-foot ceiling, you have a linear skinny light and a long table, you actually, instead of going six foot off the floor, drop it a little bit because it's a much shorter fixture, and it always tends to look better that way. Yeah, and again, looking at it aesthetically, you know, so I'm sure if you're five foot tall and your husband or your guests are in the area of six and a half feet, you could raise it a tiny bit if most of the people are taller, right? Right. I don't have that problem, but as we know. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about the kitchen island. Again, going back to all those questions, when I do a kitchen a remodel, and nine out of ten times I put islands in the kitchen, most of them are rectangular. So what's the rule of thumb there? Well, there is, we got a lot of playroom nowadays, but I will tell you, most people um, that have a normal size island, a normal large size island, I'll say, so about six foot, eight foot, nine foot, they're doing two, two larger pendants, um, not mini pendants. Um, or mini pendants out? They kind mini pendants are out unless you're gathering. Uh, like 12 of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so, kidding. So you group them together and they hang at different heights? Yes. Or sometimes okay. the same height if you want a real minimalistic, modern look. That's true. Yeah, or you can put them on a track, and I've seen that too. So oh. if we go with the larger fixtures, are you, you want to go two or do you want to go three? You want to uh, say go the island is eight foot. And if it's eight foot, you can go with two. That's my island. I have two larger pendants and a nice little gap in the middle. So I followed my own rule of thumb where I split it in half and I put the pendants on 
a quarter basically of the island, mm-hmm. but it, I call it the half of the half because people tend to get that. Um, but um, if you nowadays we know some of these model homes, these newer newer homes, they're building what I call the continent island, <laughs> where you have your own continent uh, because it's so large. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a different ball game there. There you have to go with three, but you still, if you've got those tall ceilings, I mean, a lot of these houses not only have the extra, extra, extra large island, the continent, but they have very tall ceilings, like 14-foot ceilings. I just had a, a house like that. Um, then I would recommend three because you want the right light output, and you're that's not going to get that, you know, with that big island unless now i've done this for a client and boy did it come out cool i've done it more than once i've actually taken two linear chandeliers and put them over the island and that really is great light for one of those work. Work. I have to go back to something i said when we were talking about the dining room table and you were talking about the height I might have said the dining room table was 36 inches high, and it's not. It's 30 inches high. And so just um, adjust what Jem said about um, the height off the floor. 30-inch high is your dining room table, and then you can have the uh, fixture 30 inches off the table. But the islands are typically 36 inches off the floor. So 36-inch high island is very common. Years ago, they had a couple that were 42. They would do two levels, 36 and 42. We're not seeing that anymore. So, no. again, going back to the island, you've got a 36-inch high island. And say it's a rectangular 42 by 96. And putting two linears would be very outstanding that would be a focal point it comes out awesome and and uh just so it's a real statement and i've done it for really contemporary households and then i've done it for traditional um and it really comes out beautiful and it's unique it doesn't really look like everybody's house now it might because we're spilling the beans (laughs) (laughs) everybody's going to do that and so it's not going to be unique anymore um but, you know, we're going to veer away from this a little bit. I want to ask you, I know, did you go to the um, the um, market I did. this year? I did, yeah. Let's, let's just, we'll just touch on this because we're going to do a podcast about trends in, uh, oh, probably July. But what is the big trend now that's come in in lighting? Oh, you know. Can we say in two well, words? <laughs> say <laughs> you know, I have to say, I mean, people probably don't want to hear this, that don't like this, but <laughs> the biggest trend is really technology and modernism um, that in lighting. Um, but it's so, you know, and honestly, I'm not a contemporary modern person, but that's what they were showing. And a lot of the, the lines are going to that. Um, and we're seeing just some really interesting things happening right now. Uh, okay. Well, this is a teaser. Don't give too much. Yeah, Let's get back to our, yeah, our number four. Stay tuned. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, number four, if for our tips of the day, would be the lighting shape. Um, I know I'm seeing a lot of huge, round, globe-like lights 
Yes. You know, I guess, so whether they're popular or not, I guess they are. How do you hang them? You know, you have to treat it similar to that drum shape because of the globe and they're not see-through in any capacity, like a cage, and they're just a full-size glass globe or plastic globe, or, or now we're seeing a lot of rattans and earthy, fabric-y kind of things, you have to account for that space it's going to take up. So you want to treat it just like a drum shade, treat it just like a regular chandelier. Um, but keep in mind, you know, if you have a beautiful view out your window, you don't want to use anything that's going to block that view. So, so we talked about shape, but then our number five was the materials. We kind of combined those two, the shape and the materials. That's four and five. So you have to, as Jim said, take that into consideration when you're um, designing your room, whether it's your kitchen, your dining room, or your bedroom. Are you seeing a lot of fixtures in the bedrooms? Hanging fixtures? Um, you know, depend. I do a mixed bag, so it's probably half and half. So a lot of times, um, I mean, it's just the way it is. I'm not being sexist, but a lot of the men want the ceiling fans. So we'll use a ceiling fan. Um, and a lot of the ladies want a chandelier. Um, so I probably do half and half. And by chandelier, it could be anything you know, it could be simple. It could be full of bling bling. Um, crystal. Well, on the practical side, you know, and I've said this a million times, we live in Arizona. We're heading into that 100 plus temperature that will be with us till September. So I definitely like a fan in the bedroom. Kind of keeps our electricity, uh, the electric bill down a little bit, not that much. But it's always helpful. It's functional. And you can always get fans that are pretty. They're really pretty now. There's a lot of nice-looking fans. Yeah. Or there's some that are so simple if you just want it to disappear and blend, you know, with your rooms, you know. Yeah, from contemporary to traditional. Um, you can have a fan with a light kit, no light kit. But I will say when I recommend to people, oversize your fan. Don't get any of these little teeny-weeny 36-inchers. That's Amen. good for nothing. Amen. Yeah. I, you know, no, people, I laugh because, you know, we haven't really done a 44-inch ceiling fan span in a bedroom since the 80s. And it's funny when people come in, they're like, should I get 44 inches? I'm like, no. <laughs> you need two at least. And then some of them were getting these much larger bedrooms, like, you know, I have a pretty large bedroom, but it's like you need to be getting a 60 inch, not or you know, not one of these little tiny ones because so, air it won't even, you know, if you do not obey the fan rules, that's a whole nother thing hanging off your ceiling to discuss, you know, scale for your fan. It, there's no point of even putting one up because, um, you know, if you don't get a big enough fan for your room size, um, and wasting electricity and you're not doing anything. Yeah, I mean, you and I could do a whole show just on ceiling fans. I'm not Maybe even... we will one of these days. So have you ever gone into a room where you said, hey, lady, your fixture is way too big? I guess a, fi a fixture can be way too big, can it? It can. I'm not going to say where I've seen this. 
okay, they will remain nameless. Yeah, but you told them. Didn't you give them the suggestion that, hey, let's cut this down a little bit. This looks a little obnoxious. I actually did. And they didn't listen because they uh, bought the house with it and they liked it a lot. So, Well, you know, it comes right down to, Jim, and I say this over and over and over. It's your house. It's your money. It's your budget. It's your life. If you like it and somebody says, but, you know, that's not following the rule, you just say, hey, tough. I like it. So do what you want to do in your own house. Right. Because you have to live there. Right. You love it. You're paying for it. Yeah. Well, it's time now to talk about Thermidor. They also have two collections. Thermidor has come up with a modern uh, collection, and it's called the Masterpiece goes in every kitchen if you're a minimalist or if you're contemporary modern and then they have the professional collection which is more of a restaurant look and industrial look so either one will fit and again they have stainless steel i am for stainless steel i think it's not going anywhere i i did a podcast on trends that are going away trends that are not going to stay here for 2021 and People have said, well, I don't like the stainless steel. You know what? It's It's been here for years, and it'll be here forever. So if you like um, stainless or if you don't like too much stainless steel in your kitchen, you can always put a door panel on your refrigerator, your dishwasher, your warming drawer. But in any rate, Thermador is luxury that lasts and powered by design and led by innovation. So if you want to learn more about Thermador, go to thermador.com. Well, Jim, another wonderful podcast. I think we've educated people on fixtures, uh, how big they should be, how they should hang them, um, all the rules, and and also the function and the aesthetics. Did I cover everything? I think, well, we certainly tried, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We did our best. I know we'll meet again. We will do, what did we say we're going to do a podcast on trends? Lighting trends probably will hit you guys in July. How's that? There'll be another show, so uh, there'll be some new information out. Oh, when is the lighting show? There's another one coming up June. June. Oh, June good. So we'll do it in July, and people who are remodeling will get the newest and the greatest. Jim, thank you again for visiting me again and i know you've got to go i hope everybody enjoyed today's show and be sure to subscribe and you can subscribe and comment on the platform that you listen to these podcasts with and don't forget to share them with your friends i keep saying this over and over we give you so much information why keep it a secret if you know anybody who's remodeling or if you have friends that you really like and you want them to know this information, tell them to listen. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Jim, and Jim is, um, she's with us every so many weeks, so she's become part of Home Design Chat with Nancy. You can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com, and I'll pass it on to Jim, and she will definitely answer your questions about lighting or anything else. So stay safe and have a great day. 